I'd like to read a passage from the book of Luke, uh, chapter 19, uh, verses 41 through 44. Book of Luke, uh, chapter 19, verses 41 through 44. <clears throat> As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. And said, if you even you had only known on this day what would bring you peace. But now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encycle you and hem you in, in on every side. They will, they will dash you to the ground and and uh, <clears throat> you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, today's uh, Palm Sunday. Jesus entered the Jerusalem riding a donkey the people of Israel were waving palm tree branches and welcomed Jesus. It was the atmosphere that, uh, like having a great party. Yet, as Jesus approached the Jerusalem, he wept over the city, city of Jerusalem. Why did he cry? Why did he weep? over the city of Jerusalem. There's one incident that Jesus cried that is mentioned in John chapter 11. When Jesus' friend named Nazareth died and buried, buried in the tomb, Jesus wanted to visit the tomb with Nazareth's sister. When he reached the tomb, he saw people who were weeping of losing of their friend named Nazareth. Jesus wept together with them. Here in John's account, in Greek, weep means a silent weeping. He just silently cried with them. But here in today's text, in Luke's account, this weeping in Greek means a loud weeping, like wailing. It was loud enough that people near him could hear him crying. Why? What made you so sad that he had to weep like this? According to many Bible scholars, they say this is the tears of Messiah. The tears of Messiah is the tears of God. It is the tears of love. Indeed, it was the tears for the humankind. Not only tears were for the people living in the Jerusalem in back in those days, but it is tears of all humankind, including ourselves living in the 21st century. What if Jesus visited us today? Would he cry over us? I bet. He's going to cry over us. When he visits our town, he'll probably cry over us. Because we have so much fear, so much fear due to the COVID-19. I titled today's message as, 
Why did he cry? Let me ask you personally, why did Jesus cry? What's the meaning of his tears? Let me, let me share a few points. The reason why he cried over Jerusalem. The reason why he cried over us. Uh, first one is, Jesus wept because of less belief. Verse 39. Uh, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. They were, the crowds were yelling, welcoming Jesus by saying this. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. This crowd who welcomed Jesus, after a few late days later, they were the one who cried out too, again, crucify Jesus, crucify Jesus. How could they change so rapidly? How could they change so dramatically? reason is they couldn't. They could change because they didn't have spiritual root. Other way to say is they have just superficial faith. Having a faith means we have to meet Jesus. We have to encounter Jesus in a personal way. Then Jesus will be rooted in your life. And that root becomes more deeper and deeper as we walk together with our Lord Jesus Christ. But they didn't even start to have a relationship. They haven't planted a tree of faith yet. That's why they could not they could change just like that. One of the characteristics of rootless belief is you can be changed by any circumstances. If you like your circumstances, you can let Jesus be the king of your life. And if you don't like your circumstances, you can change him with something else. See, you become a person who can build your God and destroy your God. If you do that, who is God here? You are. We are God. And that's what I call idol worshiper. That's not a, that's not a faith. Jesus wept because of rootless faith. Jesus will be weep over us if we have superficial faith. Let me ask you, if Jesus visit us today, visit you today, would we weep for your faith? Or would we be glad for our deep rooted faith? There's a bamboo tree named Moju in, in Korean. When you plant this bamboo tree, you don't see much activity going on for the first five years. But the owner of the bamboo tree keep, keeps watering them. And after five years, this bamboo tree grow 70 to 80 centimeters centimeter per day. Can you believe that? And it goes up to 30 meters. After thoroughly study about this bamboo tree, they discovered for five years, this bamboo tree spread their roots deep and far away. Therefore, they could survive to stand no matter how much winds blow. We are still living in isolation due to the COVID-19. 
This is my prayer. My prayer is as we go through the season of isolation, that our Lord may work on our roots. So when time comes, we can grow and grow and become strong believers so that we can take any challenges from outside. I like this passage, Psalm 89. You clear the ground for it, and it took root and filled the land. We are like, like land that God cultivates. And Jesus comes to us, and he begins to root himself in us. And through the Holy Spirit, the Lord takes care of us. And through us, God wants to fill this land with his trees. Can you imagine that? Why did he cry? Second reason was, Jesus wept because, because they could, couldn't see what they supposed to see. These crowds were spiritually blind, so they couldn't recognize Jesus. Jesus came and abided in their midst, yet they couldn't recognize the Messiah, the Son of the living God. For this reason, Jesus wept. John 11, uh, 33 says, When Jesus saw the weeping and, he, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and trouble. Not only Jesus was deeply moved, according to this passage, in spirit and trouble, Jesus wept together. And after this verse, we know uh, there was John eleven thirty five, the shortest Bible verse in the entire Bible. Jesus wept. Can you imagine this situation? Whenever I meditate this scenery, I got like my heart is kind of moving, overwhelmed. Wow, God, Creator of this universe, God who created us, who is a sustainer of our life, He came in human form human body, and uh, dwell among us. And people couldn't recognize him. They were just crying because of that they just faced. I'm sure they had fear. But Jesus was there. God himself, who was holding our life and death, was in their midst, and they were missing him. But Jesus didn't blame them, but he just cried together with them. Jesus loved them. Look at uh, today's text, verse 42. And said, If you even you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. I, I, I sense Jesus' compassion in this passage. I feel like he's saying to all of us, I just wish you knew the Prince of Peace. I just wish you knew the Prince of Peace. John 1.11 says, uh, he, came to, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. They did not receive Jesus because they couldn't recognize Jesus. The Prince of Peace, the Messiah, was entering Jerusalem riding a donkey. The people were right there where they could even reach and touch them. Yet they missed him because they couldn't see what they supposed to see. They were spiritually blind. How about us? 
How about us? How about you? Do you see him? Those people who waved the palm tree branches and welcomed Jesus had their own image and expectation about their Messiah. They wanted to have charismatic, strong Messiah, one who can deliver them from the bondage of Roman Empire. But what they got was suffering Messiah. They didn't want to have servant king. They want to have a governor. They didn't want to have a cross. They wanted to have crown. Jesus came not to give them liberation from Roman Empire, but Jesus came to give them eternal liberation from the bondage of sins. Jesus came to give them eternal kingdom, not temporal kingdom here on earth. This is a very important question. Let me ask you. What do you really want to, what do you really want by having a faith? Why do you have faith? What do you really want from, by having a faith? Is it for this kingdom or is it for eternal kingdom? Jesus would cry if we have spiritual blindness. Charles L. Allen wrote a book named God's Psychiatry. God's psychiatry. In his book, he mentioned there are, that we need three sights. First one is physical sight, and second one is a mental sight, which is very important. Without having this mental sight, we can easily misjudge people and make wrong decisions. So mental sight is important. And third, and I think the most important thing, is the spiritual sight. We ought to have spiritual sight so that we may see the living God. Have you ever heard uh, the woman named Rose Crawford? She has been the blind for over 50 years. She had her eyes, eyes recovery surgery in Ontario Hospital, and surgery went successful. And she began to see, imagine, for past 50 years she couldn't see, but now she can see. What an exci exciting story, right? But the amazing thing about this story, however, is that 20 years of her blindness had been unnecessary. She didn't know the surg surgical technique had been developed and that an operation could have restored her vision at the age of 30, 20 years ago. The doctor said after the surgery, this is what the doctor said, she just figured there was nothing that could be done about her condition. Much of her life could have been different. Much of her life could have been different. If she knew, so sad that she didn't know, our lives can be much different if we recover our spiritual sight. At the same time, we can come up with this kind of question. Had no one told her about the wonderful advance of her eye surgery? It is challenging for all of us Christians to tell people there's a way to see. I, I sense the fear, tremendous fear, as you go through this COVID-19. People need to open their sight. It is, I think, perfect opportunity for us as Christians to tell people there's a way. There's a way you can open your sight. Last point that I want to make is Jesus wept because of judgment they will soon face. Let's look at the first 43 
that they will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. The last day will come. The days will come. What is Jesus talking about here? The days. He's talking about the last day, the judgment day. Also, Jesus is talking about the destruction of the city of Jerusalem and the temple in AD 70. Jesus loves us so much. We know that he is full of compassion, full of mercy and grace and love. But also we know that, that our God is holy and justice God. He judges. He deals with the sins. In 1 Chronicles 21, when David committed sin against God, God brought judgment upon Israelites. David wanted to know how powerful his army was. So he counted the soldiers. And God didn't like that. It wasn't the army that they got saved from their enemies. It was God. But David wanted to point all the credit to his strength, his army. Because of the sin David committed, 70,000 people died due to the plague. We need to be aware that God is serious of our sins. Jerusalem destroyed because they reject Jesus as Messiah. We cannot say every difficulties that we face are the result of our sins. But we better not lose the fact that God brings judgment upon sins. Therefore, it is important for us to depend. We have to be serious about sins. I saw pictures of people kneeling down to God and began to repent for this COVID-19. I think that's the right attitude. I'm not saying we got this because of a sin, but that's the right attitude. At the same time, we need to know, just like sin brings judgment, through believing and accepting Jesus Christ, we will be free from the judgment. Jesus came and died for us. He paid the penalty of sins for us. All we have to do is simply accept the fact that he paid them all. When was the great, greatest day of your life? Let me ask you, Justin. When was your greatest day of your life? My greatest day of my life was not the wedding day. I truly, of course, treasured that day. But the greatest day of my life was that Jesus came into my life on December 27th. 1984. Jesus came into my life. After 30 some years, 36 years, I still remember that very day. I was overwhelmed for the fact that Jesus came and died for my sins and rose from the dead so that he can be my Lord. John 5, 24. I love this passage. Many of us know this passage. I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes in him, believes him who sent me, has eternal life. What are the conditions? Hear the word and believe him. Believe God sent me. Has eternal It's not, Jesus didn't say, you are, you are going to have eternal life. It's not, no, no. If you believe him, you already have eternal life. Eternal life began in your life because you accept the life and will not be condemned. And he has crossed over from the death to life. You're not going to face judgment or condemnation, but has close over from death to life. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, 
you are not going to face judgment. That's what it means. Let me read verse 42 once again. And said, if you even you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. Who is the one who brings us peace? That is Jesus Christ. Prince of Peace. That's Jesus Christ. We tend to think peace is the absence of world. That's not a true statement. We still can have peace in the midst of war. You may say because of COVID-19, there's no peace. No, that's not a right statement. You will have peace when you surrender yourself to Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Do you know animals can swim? I mean, they can survive in, in water. They haven't learned how to swim, but they survive, right? Do you know why? Because they trust their body. I mean, they, 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 they trust water, so they rely their body on to the water. We human beings, if you don't know how to swim, you just, just drown to death. Our spiritual life is very similar too. We have to learn how to surrender to God. We need to total submission to God. That's the only way that we can be survived. We admit we have fear due to the COVID-19. But since Jesus knows our future and holds our future, let us surrender to him. Let us submit to him. Then soon you will, will experience his peace in us. I love this passage Jesus said. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just hold on to his peace. Let me conclude my message today. I want to read verse 44. I think this is the saddest passage in the entire uh, today's text. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. They did not recognize the time of God's coming to them. Jesus was just right there. They saw him in the physical eyes, but they did not recognize him. On this Palm Sunday 2020, I'm sure it's going to be unforgettable Palm Sunday. But I pray that our spiritual eye may be open so that we may see living God. We may see living God, Jesus Christ. He is here. He is the King. Can you recognize him? Can you receive him? into your heart as Lord and Savior. As you go through this Passion Week, uh, to this Palm Sunday, starting from tomorrow to the whole week, we're going to go to, we'll have a Passion Week, uh, and Friday will be Good Friday, and we'll have a Resurrection Sunday, following Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. As you go through this uh, Passion Week, uh, I want to invite all of you guys, uh, 7 o'clock in, uh, in the morning, We'll have a special early morning prayer time. We, as a Togamsa family, we're going to pray together. And we're going to uh, get into the world, uh, have a great time together. And my heart is, we can, I wish you can depend before the Lord. And uh, I wanted the four, F, four R's. First one is repentance. 
And second one is a reset. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. We want to have a new life as we prepare ourselves uh, in Christ. And, and third one is receive the word. We have to hold on to the truth. And last one is request. We want to pray together. So as you go through this isolation time season, we want to really uh, meet Christ. And we're rooted in him. So when time comes, uh, we'll uh, fulfill what God has planned in our, our lives. Let, let, let's pray together. Lord God, help us to recognize you, Lord Jesus. Help us to root ourselves in Christ. And most of all, Father God, help us to receive Christ so that we'll not get judgment, but have peace. Bless this week. Bless each one of us, Father God. Be with us. Help us know that you are with us every single moment of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.